a Voice of St. Louis original podcast. This is the STL All Local Podcast from KMOX Radio. I'm Megan Lynch with the news you need for this Monday, March 27th. Metrolink is pressing forward with plans for north-south expansion, but will the new train stations and tracks be safe and secure? State Development is moving ahead with the North-South Project, now dubbed the Jefferson Alignment. A consultant will help to put together a federal application that could cover 60% of the cost to build. By State CEO Talby Roach asked about security because this line would run down the middle of the street. He says look to Salt Lake City's UTA tracks for how to do it. We can do some reasonable fences and gates which provides good opportunity for our customers to be shielded from not only the elements, but also from traffic. And then that can then be used to, uh, to actuate you know, a gating system that makes sense. The new line for now is city only. It would run from Natural Bridge in the north to Chippewa in the south along Jefferson mostly and would pass by employment centers like NGA and attractions like the soccer stadium and Union Station. Michael Calhoun, KMOX News. State Senator Carla May of St. Louis raising concerns about Ameren, Missouri's plans to build a substation at Union and Del Mar. Senator May tells KMOX residents in the 9th and 10th wards are telling her they hope it's a rumor. The public has some strong resistance to that location and I've been in communication with them, with Ameren, and also the community. And they're concerned with the aesthetics and how it's going to match the community and how is it going to affect their property values. May believes Ameren, Missouri should have held meetings with the community prior to purchasing the land at Union and Del Mar. Ameren, Missouri released a statement to KMOX that reads in part, quote, Our intent is to build a state-of-the-art substation that supports ongoing and future developments, including residential upgrades. We are beginning the permitting process to make this happen, unquote. Now, this Thursday evening at 6.30, Senator May plans to hold a community meeting at the residences at Del Mar Divine. She hopes Ameren, Missouri, will attend that meeting to answer the community's questions. Maria Aquina, KMOX News. The Illinois Commerce Commission has some new numbers on railway safety. Just 1.3 percent of the more than 8,500 rail cars the ICC inspected last year had violations. The commission's Brian Veracruz says the goal is to prevent disasters like the Palestine, Ohio train derailment. He says that incident has the ICC reviewing its own protocols. How to handle a response if it's needed and making sure all aspects of that response from unified command with the decision making through all of the agencies on site and especially our fire and volunteer services to make sure they have the equipment and everything that's needed. Vera Cruz says there were 83 railway incidents last year in Illinois, including five where hazardous material was spilled. Brad Schott, KMOX News. A plan before the Missouri legislature to bring back Missouri's presidential preference primary is getting mixed reviews from the people who run elections. St. Louis County Republican Director of Elections Rick Stream says it can't be done too close to the regular spring primary. It is a problem for us, too, because just three weeks between the two countywide elections is really not enough time for us to get our machines back, uh, reloaded, reprogrammed, and then tested and then get them back in the field. Under the plan, Missouri voters would decide who they want to run for president in their party. The results would decide what percentage of delegates each candidate gets in the summer conventions to pick a presidential candidate. It's still circulating around in the community. Um, I can just tell you from my own personal experience. 
That's Chief Community Health Officer for SSM Health, Dr. Alex Garza. He spoke with our health editor, Fred Bottomer, about the state of COVID-19. But where we are right now with the virus mutating into a more mild disease, but it's easily transmissible, and with, uh, with a large amount of immunity in the population, I think it really depends on the individual now. Garza says the patients with higher risk factors, chronic health problems, the elderly, and those who are immunosuppressed are much more likely to get severe disease from COVID-19. It's not too late to nab tickets for Cardinals opening day Thursday. Martin Coco is director of marketing for the St. Louis Cardinals. We have tickets available for opening day still. Um, tickets as low as $44.00. And uh, it will eventually sell out, as it does every year. But I think a common misperception with folks is it's impossible to get a ticket. But at this point, we still have opening day tickets. Those $44 tickets are standing room only. Right and left field boxes around $81. The website, cardinals.com slash tickets. A new exhibit opens this week across from Bush Stadium, but it's not about the Cardinals. It's about the St. Louis Browns, who played here from 1902 to 1953. The Browns had a colorful history, but on the field, they were lovable losers, says the exhibit's curator, Ed Wheatley. First in beer, first in shoes, last in the American League. That was the slogan of the Browns that many picked, but they were the original, you know, underdogs. The exhibit opens Friday at the Fieldhouse Museum. Next month, the museum plans to open a Charles Schultz Peanuts Gallery. There have been many attempts to make this area more bike-friendly, from bike parking to bike paths and bike lanes, but how well are we actually doing? Joining us right now is Carl Mitchell, who estimates he puts about 5,000 miles a year on his bicycle. Thanks for joining us, Carl. Thank you. Well, you recently wrote a piece that appeared in the Riverfront Times about problems that you're seeing on the roadways. And your message, I think, is an important one to share, especially as people are driving into work or to school today uh, listening. Um, We clearly have some infrastructure problems in this region, but one of the biggest issues is other people, particularly drivers. (laughs) Is that a fair uh, summarization? I will. In in terms of the size difference of a car versus a bike, that, that definitely would be a big issue. And you had an experience, well, you've had quite a few experiences where you're riding your bike, just, you know, trying to mind your own business and had some run-ins with drivers, but a particularly scary one that you had recently with your son. Yeah, recently on Olive, my son and I were riding home from the grocery store. Gentleman was pulling out of the, the parking lot and didn't see us and hit our bike. Thankfully, again, it was low speed, but it did hit us and it totaled our bike. And thankfully, there are no injuries, but jarring nonetheless. Well, what was the driver's reaction once he realized that he hit you? Did you have a conversation with him at all or no? There were some choice words exchanged, mostly on my side, you know. Um, once we made sure my son was okay and we're calming him down, he, he apologized. He said he just didn't see us. And my the bike that I was riding is, is a cargo bike, which has a big box in the front. It's actually about twice the size of a normal bicycle because that's where my son sits. It's hard to understand how someone can miss seeing such a large object, uh, which we were on the sidewalk because because it's Olive and uh, it was 2 p.m. on a Saturday and there's a lot of traffic. I didn't want to be in the road, especially since I did have my son in the box. So you went on the sidewalk to be safer and then you still were hit. And I think it's safe to exactly. say that 
you know, and this isn't even a reminder for, for myself that a lot of us in our cars, we feel really insulated. We're doing our own thing and we're just really not paying attention. Yeah. There's the supposedly a psychological thing of you literally don't see things that you don't expect. And unfortunately, because there isn't a huge amount of cyclists, whether commuting or otherwise, it's not something that we here in the St. Louis region are expecting to see around us. And so I guess I don't know the term, but it's kind of a blindness. But that that doesn't make an excuse, unfortunately. Um, We do need to be more aware whether we are on the bike or on in the car. You've lived in other places, and I imagine that you have cycled in those other places you've lived. Where do you think the St. Louis area compares as far as your feeling of safety while cycling? I've lived in small towns. Like I, I lived in Joplin for about seven years. I lived in the Seattle area. I lived in New Mexico. And I've never been hit anywhere else besides here. And I did the same amount of miles each year in each of those places. I've been hit twice so far in the past seven years of living here, whereas in the past 30 years of bicycling, I've never been hit before living here. Yeah, in my um, neighborhood in South St. Louis, I think there have been two or three fatal bike accidents where cars have hit Mm -hmm. bicyclists, and that's supposed to be a 30 mile an hour zone. So it is scary. And what would you say to to leaders in the region who are trying to make make things more bike friendly? Because they, there's certainly that push. You know, there's talk of the, the brick line that's coming through the city and and making mm-hmm. bike lanes so that they're actually protected from traffic, which I think is is really important. But myself, I've really wanted to start site bicycling more, but the roads yeah. are terrible. I'm worried about the cars. I stopped bringing my kids out with me because I just, you know, I'm, I'm not that good of a bicyclist and it, it was too intimidating. The protected bike lane is definitely a good, good step because just because there's paint on the road for a bike lane or a share of the road sign, that's not enough. It's not something that's going to protect us. I get yelled at in those same zones where there's a sign that says share the road. And I even got a ticket for riding on the right side of a road right near a share the road sign. So whether it's drivers or even those enforcing the laws, it's a big part of it is education as well as enforcement and proper enforcement of the laws to make sure that all road users are safe and able to get around regardless of their ability. Is your son okay? And did you get a bike replacement? Yeah. Uh, I That day I took him to urgent care. They didn't find any fractures and he's a very resilient kid and he's, he's fine. So I appreciate you asking the drivers, thankfully, because the driver had had my bike stuck under his car, he, we were able to get his insurance, uh, whereas, and, and because of that, we were able to get a bike replacement. But unfortunately, that can't be said for many drivers that there are hit and runs. I'm in a group on Facebook of about, uh, I think there's about 8,000 members of cyclists in the area, and someone was just hit, I think they said on Grand a few days ago, and it was a hit and run. And so they're going to have to try to work it out with their insurance and see if they can get their own compensation. Since you, uh, since your piece appeared in the Riverfront Times, have you heard from any officials? Do you feel like there's enough effort by elected officials to 
address some of these issues or is it just way down on the list? Unfortunately, no officials have reached out about it. I know that it has been shared widely. I'm not sure how you came across it, but I am thankful that it did reach you. And hopefully that also is able to be discussed further and furthers the conversation. All right. Well, this hasn't impacted your joy of bicycling, I hope. Uh, slightly, but I mean, I, I'm, again, trying to make it better for everyone, regardless of their ability. I am a very comfortable road user. I... I mean, you kind of have to be to be bicycling 5,000 miles a year. I want to make it so that whether it's someone like myself or you or a child trying to get to their friend's house, I want it to be safe for everyone that wants to be able to use their bike. All right, folks, if you're listening to this while you're driving, make sure that you're paying attention and keep an eye out for bicyclists and pedestrians as well who aren't faring much better these days. Carl Mitchell, thanks for sharing your story, and I hope it helps make us all pay a little more attention on the roadways. Well, thank you, Debbie. I appreciate it. I'm Megan Lynch. STL All Local is produced by the KMOX News Team. Subscribe to the All Local on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.